Welcome to the Pretty and Purpose Podcast, where we remind you that your pretty is beyond what the eyes can see, and your purpose is your ultimate destiny. We must fix each other's crowns because sometimes, girl, they be raggedy. (laughs) This is Celeste, Maya, and this is Jess. Hey, Posse. Oh, hey, Posse. Hello, everyone. How y'all doing? That's good. Right. <laughs> they can't respond back, so I'm just going to assume that everyone is doing well. I don't know. The cicadas ramped up a little bit, so listen, listen. My um, one of my former students, she put on her story that one flew um in her shirt, and I was like, in or on? Because you know, sometimes autocorrect. She was like, no, in. No, that I was in. like, sis. She said she ripped the whole sleeve part off her shoulder. Yeah. She didn't know it was on her when she got in the car, and I guess it crawled down in her shirt, y'all. No, yeah, no. throw the whole shirt away. Throw me away. Yeah, throw your whole body in the trash. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Throw the whole person away. <laughs> So last um, episode, we talked about having nothing to prove. And we're going to keep that same energy going, like, all 2021. We ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. We're going to keep it moving, keep it pushing. And that goes along with what we're going to talk about today. But we're not going to get into that (laughs) just yet. Does it go along with what we're going to talk about today? (laughs) It does. It does go along. Because we ain't got nothing to prove. Like, what? What you? Anyway, before we get into it, let's start (laughs) off. As we start off every podcast with our royal moment. And our royal moment is a time where we salute some queens doing some amazing things. So, Celeste, you have our royal nope, moment. That is Jess. Okay, Jess, so Jess, moment. you have our royal moment. <laughs> I do. And I just want to say it's not just queens, it's also kings doing some amazing things in the neighborhood um but since we talked about cicadas i really want to give this week's royal moment out to all the gentlemen who saved me from the cicadas this week like it's been bad in howard county like it's so bad as a matter of fact the cicadas started like two weeks prior to everybody else starting here in uh columbia and so So they're popping out there it's pop like it's it is so bad that if I have my windows open, people can't hear me on the phone. <laughs> Sheesh. Like it is really bad. And so one day I had to take my trash out. And so I opened up the back door to take the trash out. And there were so many cicadas that I just couldn't do it. So I posted on my story. Hey, can someone come take my trash out? And someone <laughs> can't take my trash out. So thank you, kind sir. Uh, that was the first instant. I decided to go to the grocery store. When I came back, there was a cicada on my door and I have a keypad entry and the cicada was right on the keypad. So there was no way around it. And a kind man from outside, some random stranger, I ran up to him like, hey, can you help me? There's a cicada, I'm really scared. He came and uh, killed the cicada for me and brushed it out the door. Yes, we're going to have to work on your brushing. Like, you can at least brush the cicada No, ma'am. No, ma'am, I cannot. No, (laughs) ma'am. No. Like, literally, just scoot, scoot. Excuse me, little cicada. Scoot, scoot. No, like, it's it's bad. It's bad. And so... Not excuse me, little cicada. (laughs) Not scoot, scoot either. And then I went to the... (laughs) I went to Chick-fil-A. And, of course, as soon as it was time to order... 
a cicada flew right up to my window as I was about to roll it down. So I kept it up and I had to yell through the window that I placed the mobile order. <laughs> because oh my gosh. There's no way. Like, so you just going. need to stay home. Yeah. Yes, yes, I do. Just need to stay home. Yeah. I think I you should. Yeah. But shout out to all of the mm. gentlemen. Oh, and somebody else swept the steps so that I could walk to my car. Um, so shout out to all of the kind gentlemen who saved me from my fears. All these kings. I can't. And I'm sure all of them is like, she just need to stay home. <laughs> this lady, I was, I was feeding the homeless. And this lady told me, oh, you need to pray to God that he takes you in the first rapture because you're not going to survive. You ain't going to make it, sis. Like, first of all, ma'am, you over here handing out daily breads and you're going to tell me to pray to God to take me in the first rapture? look and that moves us right along to our sis seconds (laughs) and our sis second is the time where we fix those raggedy raggedy crowns that we see around the town so i don't think we're gonna go into the lady handing out the daily bread but (laughs) it's it's somebody else who took the cake this week yeah, Ooh, I wouldn't give it to her because she was still doing the Lord's work. So, oh, amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> All right. So, so let's have our sis second for the week. Yeah. So this week's sis second is actually like a sis and a bro second because it was a whole situation. So every time I leave out of the house, because you know we've been on quarantine for over a year now, and so I'm just starting to leave out of the house again. Every time I leave out leave out of the house, there seems to be a situation with other people. I'm out my business. So I was leaving. Situation, Celeste. <laughs> it is. It's always a situation. So I was, I don't know what a store I was in, whatever. I was in a shopping center. And these people were having a full out physical altercation in the car. Like throwing punches, screaming, cussing, just carrying on. Like it was a hot mess in the car. And I'm like, what in the world? So long story short, uh, the guy got out of the car and the lady in the car ripped like she must have been pulling his beater so she ended up tearing his beater off of him he had no shoes on and he stole her keys so he was walking across the parking lot and she's like cussing and fussing carrying on and then she called the police because she can't move because he took her keys like to her car and everything so that's the short that's that's the story right there and i think it's self-explanatory why they both get the second this week because raggedy why like what are you doing and then the guy was actually really raggedy because he had a half a beater and no shoes so (laughs) So he was physically raggedy as well you're dumb but (laughs) did you stay around for the whole thing that's my question because i got no i I was walking to another store in the shopping center it was a sun it must have been sunday because the store was closed and so by the time i get to that store it was closed and so i just turned back around and was walking back to the car and they were still they were wrapping up their physical altercation because the guy was not wrapping it up. Oh, yeah, they was wrapping it up because he was walking across the parking lot with no shoes on with her car keys. So how so, did this occur? Like, what did you do? Did you call the police? Did you just stand oh, there and oh, oh no, I mind my disgust? business. <laughs> oh no, I mind my business. Like, that's your situation. You gonna handle it how you see a court see fit. Obviously, they did. I mind my business and I just got in the car, but um. Yeah, I just need us to come up with more effective um, conflict resolution. Yes, I agree. There we go. Yes. Yeah, like, like we all in public acting a fool. 
I yeah, like let's not quick to get physical. Yeah, yeah, like let's not do all of that. Like let's learn how to have a conversation. Even if you need to yell or elevate your voice, like maybe we shouldn't do it in public. Maybe we shouldn't throw fists at each other. Like it's it's just too much. So let's work on our conflict resolution this week, people. <laughs> Thank you, Celeste. All mm-hmm. right. So we are going to go right on into our topic for today, which is these dirty 30s, flirty 30s, whatever you want to call them, that just hit differently. Like they they, they, they don't they play hit. there. <laughs> <laughs> they don't play fair, Jess. No, they don't play fair. <laughs> they need some conflict resolution. <laughs> yeah. So like we're all in our early 30s and you know. We just, we just seeing some things and hearing some things that's like, oh, okay. So Jess, take us on a journey of your thirties and how life's been treating you. (laughs) Okay. So on today's segment of where is Jess P? I don't know if y'all have seen the meme where it was like, does it hurt to turn 30? And then it's another one that's like, as soon as you turn 30, your check knees like, or your check engine light come on mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. So all of that is true. Um, it hurts to turn 30 because <laughs> a, <week before laughs> a week before my 30th birthday, I swear my knees went out. Like they just started hurting. I couldn't move. They felt twisted all the time. I don't know what happened. I don't know if my body was like, oh, she about to be 30. Bet. Go ahead. Break them knees. I don't know. But uh, my 30s, as soon as I hit 30, my knees started hurting. 31 came with back pain. And then 32 came with hip and foot pain. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm not quite sure why all of this is happening. But I feel like the 30s are such a weird place. Because when we were younger and we looked up to people who were in their 30s, or at least me, when I looked up to people who were in their 30s, I felt like they had it all together. And some days I feel like I'm still a child. Like I'm not a real adult. But then I'm like, I'm real grown. (laughs) I I saw a meme or something like that before when it was like, don't you know, like like, in your mind, it's kind of like you're still a child or still have like childish thoughts. But you're like the age is like of an adult. I forgot how it was ready, but it was like, yes, that is very true. Yes, because some days I'm like, oh, I just want to watch cartoons. Like I've never really watched cartoons like that, but I'm like, I just want to watch cartoons and be a child because I'm not old enough to do that. But I'm a full grown adult out here. Like I'm too old <laughs> not to. I yeah, like you're a whole grown. Like you're a whole, a whole adult. Yeah. <laughs> like when you reach your 30s, you can't do stuff the same way. Like. In my 20s, I could hang out at night and get one hour of sleep and go to work the next morning. Listen, if I don't get my eight hours in my 30s, like, it's over. It's a wrap. It's a problem, yeah. I got to call out. But then also, as you get older, you realize, like, people aren't as, like, old. And I'm putting old in air quotes. Y'all can't see that. As you think, like, people who, like, yesterday I was in a store and this lady was on the phone. I think she was talking to her mother. And she was like, yeah, because I'm 41 and something, something. And I'm just like, you 41, like, you don't look that age. You're not talking that age. But I think that we now start to see like, oh, 40 isn't even that old. Like, you're 40. It just is, our perception now is different. 
it has definitely changed because I look at people who are like 45 and I'm like, oh, they're so young. Like they even look young. Even some people in their 50s. I'm like, oh, I would have never guessed that you're in your 50s. Yeah. Because I don't feel like an adult some days. I'm a, I mean, I'm a full grown adult. Don't get it twisted. But some days <laughs> I don't feel like it. Yeah, I mean, I think 30 is that the weird age fate uh, range where it's like you're not as young as you used to be, but you're not that old either. And you're I like think, in that um, middle, in that yeah, middle, in that middle. It's, such a, it's like you're you're redoing your 20s, but this go round, you have money and you have responsibilities and you can actually do it as an adult. <laughs> And you've and you've had more experiences yeah. to shape your reality to be like, oh, okay, now let me do it this way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the smarter version of your 20s. I like okay. that, Jess. 30s, the smarter version of your 20s. Okay. Say 30 is the new 20. Shoot. Okay. But yeah, so that's been my journey. You know, um, it comes with aches and pains. But I but Jess, but but you you work out. You dance, right? You do things. Oh, I have to, let me throw that out there. I have good knees now, okay? Those See, knees that mega knees. at 30 do not ache at 32, and I'm borderline Meg knees at 32. Hey, <laughs> and that's the thing, right? So I think a lot of people think that, like, life is over or up oh, this happened now it's over like no my knees were hurting but that didn't mean that that was the end I'm working out I'm dancing now you know my knees have gotten better so it's not the end all to be all once some things start breaking down that right. is I, was, I feel like in your 30s you have to be more mindful so you're you're absolutely correct my knees were hurting at 30 but now at 32 I work out I'm exercising and so I have to take the extra step to maintain what was a given in my 20s like I have to eat right now I have to drink my water I mean granted I was drinking water in my 20s but I have to drink right, no but like now, everything care routines <laughs> right in your 30s it's like everything is essential at this point like that yeah. sleep that we never got it's essential drinking your water eating right like everything is so in, so much more important in your 30s yeah like physically well Celeste what CB secrets do you have for us uh 30 and over 30 and over clubbers the 30 and over club oh, great. <laughs> I when I was on the radio and it just sounded so old yes and yes <laughs> and now we're in yeah. it yeah <laughs> so on today's segment of CB secrets um we're just gonna have a conversation about expectations in your 30s and so you know, I feel like when you when you enter your 30s, that's the time where you're supposed to be like getting your life together or like you should be on track to having it together and having this, you know, having the the husband and the kids and the house and the car and the job and all of this stuff. And it's like, you know, sometimes when you hit your 30s, you're just trying to well, some people are trying to dig themselves out of whatever they might have got themselves into in their 20s. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, um, which is fine. That's, I think that's what you have to learn is that it's all part of life. Like you can dig yourself, you can, might be digging yourself out of something when you turn when you're 40. So it's just, you know, it's a part of the process. But 
just understanding that you don't have to have it all together. Like there's no age. I know people who are 50 years old who are still trying to attain their nursing degree. So and actually, I just seen a post on Facebook. There was like a 70 year old lady who just got her law degree. So, right. so I think, I think, you know, you know, you hit the nail on the head with the expectations of where you should be when you're 30. They're not real. That's the secret. They're not yep. real. People yeah. come up with their own expectations. Oh, you need to be this, 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 and that. Nah, no, like that, that's not a real thing. Um, because everybody's life journey are different, right? Different. So depending on where you are in life determine or the decisions that you've made, like you said, in, in your twenties, determines where you are in your thirties and it's okay. There's no book or cookie cutter answer of where exactly you should be by this age and this age and this age, you go through life, how you go through life. Right. Because if you quote unquote, live up to the expectations of society, I'll say you might end up making bad decisions you might end up rushing into a marriage or rushing into having a baby with somebody that yep. who knows yep, yep. and then great yeah. that, that's a itself because I used to I'm sorry to cut you off no. but I used to think that things were supposed to happen at a certain age because my parents like they got married when they were like 20 21 or 22 something like that I can't imagine that. My grandmother got married when she was 17. I can't imagine that. And so me at 30, well, in my 20s, I used to be like, I need to get married. Like, it's time. I need to have this by this age. And who cares? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, oh, shoot. I need to have, if I don't have, like, I think people set unrealistic standards for themselves because they have an expectation of how their life is going to go. Like, if I don't have a baby by X age, then I'm not going to have one. But allow yourself that space and grace because you don't know what life is going to look like for you. Now, I will say, speaking from my own personal experience of having a child at 31, yeah, 31, baby, I wish I had the baby at 24, 25 (laughs) because... (laughs) <laughs> the energy. Ooh, honey. It's just, it has different. It really has different. Like the, the need, the aches and pains and chasing a child, you know, I got to get down on the floor and play this or this and a third. And it's like, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot in your, in your third. You tell me you crawled through a whole jungle gym the other day. I did. I did. I, I, <laughs> and, and so this, actually brings us full circle to what Jess was saying because I now like I realize I have to take care of myself better because I have to be able to run around with my kids well hopefully I'll have more children I have to be able to run around with my children I have to be able to climb through jungle gyms that are not my height so I'm hunched over the entire time because they're built for a 10 year old um so you know I have to I have to really focus on taking care of me and and getting the sleep I need, exercising like I need to, eating and, and eating the way I'm supposed to, so that I can enjoy taking care of my my children in my 30s. And my husband is yeah. five years older than me, so he's you know pushing 40. You know, we say pushing, <laughs> you know, you're pushing 40 by 35. So he's been pushing 40 for a couple of years now. But well, that's you know, <laughs> pushing 40 at 34. Shoot. Right. So that's the thing. You know, he's getting older and he's like, oh my gosh, like I can't keep up with this kid. So 
my, you know, just manage your expectations and, and live the life that works for you. You know, if you want to, you know, I think all of us, we got our careers sort of in place before we, you know, try to do other things, buying houses or, you know, having families or whatever, what have you. That's, you know, that might've worked for us. That might not work for everybody. Maybe you want to work on your career in your thirties because you have more of an idea of what you want to do when you're 25, you might not want know what you want to do for your whole life. So just managing your own expectations and doing what's best for you in your life. And don't let society control or dictate because you might end up at 35, wake up, you wake up when you're 35 and realize this is not the life that I, that, that I want. And then you have to work on redoing your whole life and you push it 40. Yeah. Yeah. And that actually brings us right into my motivational moment. So now it is time for Maya's motivational moment. Don't let the praise go to your head and don't let the criticism go to your heart. Again, it's not one that I came up with on my own, but I thought it was fitting for what we're talking about today. So it says, don't let the praise go to your head. I was just thinking about how some people feel like um, if you're if you've been successful in a certain thing, but you're you're no longer passionate in it at 30, it's not too late to change your career or go to school for something else or learn something different. Like it's not too late. Like you've done well, you've been successful, but if it's no longer your passion and there are other things that you want to explore, that is okay. Like I have a friend who is in her 30s who recently became a doula. It that has nothing to do with what her degree is in or what her full-time job, you know, is. I have um a friend in her 50s who is working on getting her master's degree. I have a friend on this podcast who's talking about switching careers and going to law school. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, just because you've done well, you know that doesn't mean that you have to stop where you are because it's like, oh no, I'm too old to, no, you're not. You're never too too old to chase your dream and chase your passion. So that's that thing. And then um, don't let the criticism go to your heart. Again, like we were saying, oh, uh, by 30, you should be X, Y, and Z. Those expectations of your life that other people are putting on you, like Bro, sis, you don't have the vision that God gave me for my life. Like, so you don't understand where I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to do. So those, oh, why um, haven't you had a baby? Why aren't you married? Why haven't you done this or that? Like, it's okay. I have- My uh, business. My business. (laughs) It's as simple as that. But I remember I was in, I want to say I was like maybe 25 and I had went to this program and it was a book release for this lady who had, she was, I want to say she was like 32 or something like that. And at the time I was like, oh, she, you know, she looks young. She had like a successful career as a lawyer or something like that, but she decided to quit her job to publish her book. Like she wanted to be an author. And that really resonated with me because she would talk about how she wasn't fulfilled with what she was doing. Yeah, the income was there. Um, but she wasn't able to spend time with her family. She didn't have kids or husband or anything like that. And she felt like it was because of her career. And so she got the courage to switch her career path, even though everybody told her she was crazy and that she was too old to switch her career path. She needed to stay where the money was. Um, They didn't really believe in her passion for writing 
And she was like, no, like, I mean, she at first thought that she was too old to do it, but eventually she got the courage and was like, no, I'm going to write my book. I'm going to do well. And now I think she's like a, a motivational speaker or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just talking to someone recently who feels ashamed about where she is and she's in her early thirties where she has, she doesn't have her career path, um, marked out, um, you know, still lives at home. Um, but sis, guess what? You had a child when you were 18 and guess what? Your child is doing great now. So yes, your path may not look like everyone else's because you had to be a mom earlier than some other people. So during that time where you were being a mom and making sure that your child had all that he needed, other people were able to go to school and, you know, start their career. So now that you're at a place where, you know, your child is good and now you have more time for yourself, it's okay to be discovering who you really are at your 30s, right? So I just yeah, think, I think that we have this- to consider all of that. Yeah, but your 30s is like this middle passageway, like this middle in-between part. And that's always the roughest. If you think about any other thing in life, it's the in-between phase that's always the most turbulent. You know, your 20s is fun because you've grown, you, you, you're more independent, you're doing your thing, you, you're trying, maybe you're in school, maybe you're not, you're working, whatever. And then it's like you hit your 30s and it's like, oh, okay, now I need to figure some things out, you know, or you start your family. It's this in-between phase where you're like, there's like turbulence. And then I think, I think 40 is, 40 calms down, I think. I think we got, you got it all together, <laughs> right? Oh, 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 here we go. Here oh, we go. Oh. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, maybe the 40s um, is an extension of the 30s, but at some point, you come kind of sort of calm back down and you find your rhythm, you find your passion and you begin to do what you love. So I just think thirties is like this in-between space where you're still trying to figure things out. You're trying to get life like in focus, so to speak. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. So for all of you who are in your thirties, approaching thirties or have already experienced your thirties, I believe that the moral of this story is like, no matter what your age is, um, your path in life is going to be unique. There is no uh, marking point that says you must have this by this age. If you still aspire to get your bachelor's degree and you're 35, go get it. If you are 40 and you want to get your master's, go get it. If you still have not had your own place, it's not too late. If you still don't have your own car, like it's not too late. So don't give up on yourself because of your age. That's pretty much the bottom line. Don't give up on yourself because of your age. And most importantly, comparison is the thief of joy. So do not compare your situation to anybody else's and don't create expectations for yourself based on what other people have. Yeah, because you never know what they had to go through to get to where they are. Definitely. Amen. (laughs) <laughs> all right just let the folks know how to reach us so if you would like to holler at us i say that every week okay if you guys would like to reach us you can send us an email to pretty the letter in purpose duh, at gmail.com you can slide in our dms on instagram we are at pretty underscore the letter n underscore purpose duh, and we are pretty in purpose podcast on facebook and that's all we have for this week's episode so until next time folks 
Thanks, PMP Posse!